We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here, the old man, Andreas Hale in the building, still repping Niners colors. Like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta let that go. Got the kicks. Like, got Niners kicks. Got the oh Niners. my God, it has San Francisco on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So I got. Yeah, no. Um, today we are talking both boxing and MMA. We have an amazing guest coming up later on in the show. You guys don't want to miss that. But we decided to combine both shows today so we can do an Elimination Chamber only episode for pro wrestling and then have a giant pro wrestling episode later this week because Impact Wrestling is in town. Great show. And then they have two tapings, Saturday and Sunday. So it is a weekend packed full of pro wrestling. We're going to have guests in here. Producer Cole Bebe is driving back down if he doesn't get jumped in the parking lot again. And he will be here on Thursday Live right here at Blue Wire Studios. He might take another bump on the desk. You never know. Uh, hide the tables. Hide the chairs. Hide the ladders. You don't know what's going to happen to producer Cole Bebe when he's in studio this next time. But that is going to be fun. So, yeah, Dre, today is boxing, MMA, and our guest all in one show. So, we're jumping right into it to start the week. Boxing, we'll go through the, the gamut of of news, and then we'll talk about the two fights on this past weekend. Then we got to talk about the big fight this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Paul and Tommy Fury, finally. There's two fights this weekend. I don't care about those. Floyd Mayweather? No. UK exhibition? Come on, man. I'm tired of him beating up. <laughs> He's oh, good MMA for him. Guy. Good for him. But... Yeah, Jordy Shore, I sure believe the guy is on. I've never watched an episode. And I watch all reality TV. If it was on Zeus, I would have watched it. Uh... I don't know where this thing airs. So uh, Floyd Mayweather's coming up this weekend. We'll talk about that. And then also a fight that has been canceled. Let's start there. Postponed. Yeah. The return of Adrian Broner. Big shocker. I thought the third time was the charm for the opponent. Come on, Obviously, man. this young kid got his jaw broken in training. Listen, this man went through three opponents. Can't catch a break. Those are three potential wins. That's his entire contract with BLK, BLK Prime blown in two months. Well, I'll say this. It's a blessing in disguise because that pay-per-view was going to brick like Russell Westbrook from three. Like that thing, clang. Nobody, like who's going to watch that shit? I would. You weren't, stop. I was going to watch. Yeah, but you have to watch. 
That is true. Yeah. People that don't have to watch, ain't nobody paying thirty nine ninety nine to see Adrian Broner fight. What was his name? Michael Williams? No. Sure. <laughs> it's it comes down to he was going to get paid, Dre. The man so, needs the money. Of course he does. Getting postponed, like it, he was on Instagram already planning out stuff he was going to buy. He's going to hit the baby mama's off with some bread. Like this, this was the bingo. I think it's three fights, ten mil allegedly. I, I, I don't. I don't think we get three fights at Adrian Broner on BLK Prime. These were the three opponents. Like, yeah, no. it, it, these were probably in order the three people he would have fought to just cash ten mil out. Three wins in a row this year, he would have been straight. I don't think BLK Prime will be putting on three pay per views with Adrian Broner in, this year. Nope. I mean, it's not going off to a good start. I, I just don't. I don't think BLK Prime will be here long enough to put together three pay per views. How about that? That's Terrence weird. Crawford's already pretty much gone. Pretty much. So who do you got? Adrian Broner? That's going to sell you pay-per-view? Three consecutive times? I don't know. I mean, you ask me who they have. I don't know. Three. You're talking three Adrian Broner pay-per-views against opponents that nobody cares about. Nah, it's not looking great. Like, after the first one, they're going to be broke. They need to get two. I don't don't think they'll get to two. I think this would have been it. Sorry, Adrian. (laughs) So you think this might still be it? Like, we might not get one more? I think they'll still... I think they'll get one... They'll dig themselves a hole they can't get out of. And then they'll try to do another one. And then they'll cancel it because either tickets won't sell. or it, Like, the other problem is... It's in Atlanta. It, who cares? If anything, you go, cop a ticket for cheap, go to Magic City they after. They ain't paying BLK Prime's bills. Go to Magic City after, get some wings. They ain't paying BLK Prime's bills. I don't think they'll be... I'll, get me a fly-in for some wings. No, I don't if think, you tell me Magic City is also catering no. the media section of BLK, BLK Prime in Atlanta, Lemon Pepper Wet, I might be there. You could be there, but BLK Prime's still going under. This, yeah, boxing, I mean, thing this boxing thing ain't lasting long for BLK Prime. It just, it's not. If you're, if you're hitching your wagon to Adrian Broner, who hasn't won a significant fight since... Pick one. I can't even remember Adrian his Gennettos last one. don't count. He lost to Sean Porter. He lost to Manny Pacquiao. Who is he beat? I don't, I don't remember his last one. Thank In you. all honesty, I do this for a living. I, I couldn't tell you. Right. So if that's the guy you're hitching your wagon to. He's guy- better than no one, I guess. He got into shape. That's half the battle. That, he lost the beer belly. He, he was ready. He always does this. But when he gets in that ring, what happens? He throws five punches around. Right. He pot shots. If he gets out work, then he loses. Let's just say he loses. You're supposed to fight Evan Raycatch first. Let's say he lost to Evan Raycatch. It's over. Yeah. You're not getting two more. He's not, like, he's not a given victory. Like, putting him in the ring, like, Terrence Crawford, that was a given. He's, I don't know if, how good he is anymore. Because he not kept good. fighting really good fighters. He's good enough not to get knocked out. But if he fights lesser opponents, he might be good enough to win. Yeah, he might, but that's a that's a what I'm saying is a significant risk on somebody you can't really rely on to win fights. Not only that, is he going to be exciting? Yeah, he's going to get his hair brushed. But I'm talking about no, no you didn't say that. You I'm didn't talking say about exciting in terms of if, no. if, if I pay thirty nine ninety nine to watch Adrian Broner fight, am I going to get my money's worth to say I pay thirty nine ninety nine again to watch Adrian Broner fight? If you pay thirty nine ninety nine for Adrian Broner. You're paying for the antics in the locker room when they show him earlier in the night. You're paying for the walkout where he inevitably wraps himself to the ring Ugh. and does the little dance. You're paying for the costume design. 
You're you're paying for the accoutrement around the fight. Yeah, I'm good. And not the the meal of it. Yeah. All I'm, BLK Prime is not, I don't think, they don't know what they're doing. They had money. And now it's gone. Terrence Crawford's like, ha, ha, ha. And he's like bathing in cash. <laughs> and meanwhile, Adrian Brown is like trying to get his bread. Like, who, who are you going to pay to fight this man? I don't know. That's the problem. With red catch, especially like they didn't pay him enough. No, it's Ivan Redcatch. Yeah, I don't know how you lowball him. Like Ivan Redcatch, and he's like, "Where's my money?" And they're like, "Hey, we ain't got." Like, Come on, man. You paying Adrian all the money? Sorry, Adrian. It's it's not looking great. No, it's looking bad. And then it seems as though we're getting. It should be finalized by now. I mean, we haven't gotten a follow up, but both men have signed. I don't know about the the networks, but. Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis, by all indications, is happening. Felt like this was Spence and Crawford. It was scary. It was like, <laughs> it was like cop reported, I had to put it out on ESPN ringside. And I was like, yeah, we're finalized. And I saw his article. Yeah, it was like, like uh damn, one more signature. Yep. I was like, there's always something. There's like, always just, something. Just tell me it's done. Um, but again, we had to report that. They both signed. The fighters are ready. They're, they're, of course they're ready. I, I never thought they weren't ready. But we, like we talked about this, what, two shows ago? Yep. The problem is that rematch clause in the networks. And that's the signature you need. It's yeah, Golden Boy. Show, Showtime allegedly has sent that with what Golden Boy and DAZN want. Man, listen, I worked at DAZN and I've heard a lot of these scent conversations <laughs> and I see them concerts that are sent and I'm like, that ain't what y'all was talking about. <laughs> like, so I'll believe it once it's formally announced. We're like, it's, it's premature now. The fight's supposed to be April 15th. I mean, they're Got good. Time. But boxing desperately needs this fight. Because if you look at the calendar, it sucks. No, you're, you're way off base. No, the calendar's trash. No. What, what have we had in the first quarter of this year? That's, that's before us. I'm talking about going forward. What's going forward? Caleb Plant versus David Benavidez. For all intents and purposes, shouldn't be on pay-per-view. All right, pay per view or not? No, it's happening. It's a good, it's a good fight for us. Yes, it's not a mainstream fight. Okay, but good fight. Yeah. That is happening. We're getting Jake Paul and Tommy Fury, which is a fight you want to talk casuals. Yeah, it's a casuals fight. Like, but that's that's two separate audiences. There, it's boxing. You're sure. getting that. You're getting a your cat super casual fight. You're getting a super hardcore fight. Okay, then. You're getting Tank and Ryan, which is a mix of both. That's what well, I'm saying. That's why they need that fight. Yes. Um, and then. What? I would like to count Fury and Usyk. But it's not done. It's not done. But I feel good about this. April 29th, that fight should be locked in. Fury. Fury's going to get the money he wants. Fury, Usyk, April 29th. And then you roll into Loma and Devin Haney, May 20th. Yeah, the first quarter has been trash. The first. The first quarter is behind us as whack. No, when April's the first quarter, right? Like, January to April. I'm sorry, January to March is yeah, the first yeah. quarter. First quarter of boxing suck. It's miserable. Depending on what happens this weekend, we'll talk yeah. about that fight. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you need Ryan Garcia and Tate Davis because there's no indication that we're getting Spence Crawford. There's no oh. indication even yet that we're getting Spence Thurman. There's no indication that— The longer that goes, they have to be waiting for Spence Crawford, right? It feels like it. Yeah. Like but we you, don't know. Because you would have just done Spence Thurman already. We were supposed to get— Charlo and Sue. Now we're getting Sue and Harrison, yeah, which is like it's whatever. A trap fight. It is. It's a it's <laughs> a very a it's a trap fight. Like yeah, Tim, fight. Tim Zoo should stop Tony Harrison, but Tony Harrison's known to come up because Tony Harrison was that guy for a minute. Yep. So he could come up big and, and 
blow up everything. So then Anthony Joshua's fighting Jermaine Franklin. So it's, it's a good bounce back fight for AJ because I don't care what anybody says. This dude has ran through a murderous row of boxers his entire career. He just needs to see a win. Let him yeah, see a win. This, that's, that's cool. But in, for, for all intents and purposes, it's not really a big fight for us, right? So what are the, Canelo's fighting John Ryder in Mexico. It's a go-home fight. <laughs> but I'll say for, for boxing, it doesn't look good. Women's boxing continues to look great. Yeah. We're getting Taylor Serrano, mm -hmm. right? Clarissa should be getting ready to fight sometime in the summer. Not Savannah Marshall. Not Savannah Marshall. Wants her to go to the UK again. Yeah. I mean, whatever. And Alicia, <laughs> Alicia Bumgarner will fight again in yeah. the next few months. Like, women's boxing is fine. But men's boxing in terms of, like, marquee fights, we're not getting them. Meanwhile, the UFC has given us John Jones and Cyril Gaon in, like, two weeks. Yep. Right? And then you... You turn it like they just announced Charles Oliveira and Benil Darius. Great fight. I mean, with with Aljo versus Cejudo, right, as the main, and then we also get the rematch. We get two major like, rematches. Like here's the scale. Yeah. Right. Like one's going up, and one's just like ah, so, man. Some people get paid a lot because they don't do these fights every day, and they negotiate to get paid a lot, yeah. and the others get paid less um, than many feel they deserve. And are forced into these fights just to make less than they deserve. Yeah, but if you're a fan, you, uh, you like, appreciate what the UFC is doing, right? In terms yes. of putting fights together. If you're a fan, it's fine the fighters get paid, but at a certain point you go, well, goddamn, who's fighting? And you're like, nobody? Because Spence Crawford ain't happening? If something happens to Garcia and Tank fall out? Oh, God. They've gone too far on the pendulum, right? Like, boxers are too far this way where they're expecting ungodly amounts of money to take fights they should be getting and taking. And then on the opposite end, the UFC people will fight in, in pay-per-views that may do a million buys, 1.2, and getting a fifth, yeah. I'm being generous, of, of the money that boxers get to do 200 pay-per-views. Like, Tank could honestly go out there, sell 250 pay-per-views, and get paid four times the highest UFC pay. Yeah, it's, it's, there is no sweet spot between these two sports. No, they've both gone on, yeah, it, on it, very, various paths. It's too crazy. But hopefully if we get Ryan Garcia Tank Davis on April 15th, because listen, man, like Canelo fighting John Ryder, that's cool, but I don't care, right? Like we need a big fight. Like hopefully Usyk and Fury figure that out. What are they talking about, Wembley? Yeah. It's cold, but whatever. I ain't going. Late April. And it's still cold. I went last April I, it wasn't warm. It ain't warm, but, but whatever. They're going to go. I'll they, be out there. People are going to go out for that fight. But yeah. the, the fact of the matter is, is that boxing needs a big fight that casual fans can sink their teeth into, not Jake Paul. Like, that's cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, was it 11 a.m. start time Pacific yeah. on Sunday? It's like, I don't think it's going to do huge gangbuster numbers. People are going to watch it. But if Garcia and Tank fight, that's a social media fight. That's a to be fair, it's going to do good numbers because they're counting on the European pay per view yeah, numbers. They'll, they'll which do is fine there. I just I'm just saying in terms like of the Joshua pay per views back in the day. Yeah, they'll but, crush in the UK and whatever you get here is we very on top. we just need a big fight. And as much as I love Caleb Plant David Benavides, that's not a big fight that nobody like ESPN is not talking about that fight on their marquee shows. No. Which they should, because the should. shit talking's been great. Yes, tremendous. Caleb Plan. Yeah, Caleb Plan bought the domain name David Benavides to sell all his revenge uh, tour gear. It's brilliant. Yep. I'd love to see him, but it's just, it ain't happening. So we'll see. I, I hope we get Tank and Ryan, because, boy, that'll be 
I'm very curious about the atmosphere for that fight. You know how I love my urban loitering. Oh, it's going to be urban loitering to the max. Like, dude, Tank yeah. fans and Ryan fans? <sighs> Incredible. It's, it's going to be urban loitering on one side and then 18 through 21-year-olds on the other side. Yeah, I'll stay away from him. Yeah, like, it's, it's going to be TikTok heavy. I was going to say, uh, I'll stay away from them because I don't want to be Carl Malone, but they're too old for Carl Malone. Oh. Carl likes him, his kids, in middle school. <gasps> Fuck Yo, Carl. the Momani clip? Oh, my God. It's, I'm sorry. I went off a tangent. The NBA went to Salt Lake City. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> like, Straight up. Fuck Carl Malone. Somebody, um, I'm sorry. I'm, gonna go, I'm just going to mention this real quick. Somebody on Twitter said, how many times are you going to ask Carl Malone about this? I'm like, to the motherfucker answers. Because this shit happened when Carl Malone was 20 and the girl was 13. And the kid grew up to be an NFL player. Yeah. And Carl was like, that can't do nothing for you. It's like, you're Carl Malone. So, and now he just says, I'm just human. No, humans don't bone 13-year-olds. Right? That's disgusting. Yeah, so, nice. it's forever fuck Carl Malone. Forever. Sandlot. Forever. Fuck Carl Malone. Well, that's the kid who went to the NFL, though. What about the daughter he doesn't talk to? That's, she was in the WNBA. WNBA? Like, like, he has a lot of estranged Right. He's like, a piece of shit. So, who yes. are all wildly athletic. And not everybody knows this about Carl Malone. So, of course, now that, every, that more people are learning, everybody should ask Carl Malone. Every time Carl Malone shows up anywhere, hey, mailman, what about them kids? The more I learn about Carl Malone, and I've known those for a second, the more I learn about Carl Malone, the least shocked I am that he ended up in combat sports in some type of way. Him being in the WCW, like, NWO angle, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, his past and background is so fucked up, you had to intermingle in combat sports somehow. Yeah, he's a trash human being. Because that's just the one he got pregnant. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you gotta leave them kids alone, Carl. Anyway, Carl won't be allowed nowhere near the Ryan Garcia Tank Davis fight. No, no, no. Hell no. You, you keep his ass in Utah. Please keep him away. But the crowd is going to be quite interesting. The, the party price is going to be quite high. April 15th, the pool parties and everything out here are in full swing. I wonder, like, what's popping at Dre's? You, you can know the level of urban loitering. Oh, yeah. By the roster, Dre's yeah. rolls out, like, three weeks beforehand. Yeah, if Drake shows up, then oh, it's, forget about it. Yeah, yeah. but if occasionally, like, on the bigger fights, they get Future. Future is, yeah. like, a go-to. Yep. Um, if they bring out, like, the baby... Yeah, you don't give a fuck know, about the baby mm, no more. It's like, like, if it's like the baby, fabulous. Yeah. And <laughs> Nelly's and like, still coming right now. Yeah, and like, or Bone Thugs. You're yeah. like, oh, this ain't a big fight. But if it's like Drake, Future, Chris and, Brown, Chris yeah, Brown, Chris Brown or like Lil Baby, oh, it's popping. Yeah. But if, yeah, if you get, I'm sorry, Fabulous, but if it's you, like the marquee name, the fight ain't that big. Nah, nah, not at all. Like, I've noticed like the intermediate fights, they'll bring out like Trey Song still. I'm like, yeah. bro, I don't know if you could do that. Yeah, anymore. I don't know who's asking for Trey Song. Yeah, I don't know. Trey's just happy to get paid. Hey. Yo, Trey's going the wrong direction. He's going to go in the Malone direction. Like yeah, of, of, of infamy currently. So yeah, he's just trying to collect any checks. Yeah. I, I, fig I figured if Tank and Ryan fight, it'll be one of those names. It'll be the Drake or a future, a little yeah. baby. Or somebody of that nature might get a SZA appearance somewhere. It, it'll be very... It'll, it'll, it'll be very directed towards that crowd. I don't think we're going to get, like, a crucial conflict. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what that be? Yo, there's, like, an old-timers concert coming out here, though, that I actually want to check out. It's at the Orleans. Is Crucial Deep Conflict cut. performing? No, that was, like, old-school R&B. Like, somebody's, like, listening right now going, who's Crucial Conflict? Have you ever heard, heard Hey in the Middle of the Barn? Yeah, that's Crucial <laughs> Conflict. <laughs> Sorry. 
you don't know who Crucial Conflict is, you might be too young for this show. Yeah. <laughs> you bring it right up Carbalone's alley. All yeah. right. Yeah, our, our new newly developed TikTok audience. I am so sorry. Google them, though, <laughs> and you will find out um, they are not on the Chicago Mount Rushmore of rappers, <laughs> depending on who you ask. So, yeah, no, it, we'll, we'll see another fight, Devin Haney, Lomachenko. I'm going to judge that mainly on Devin Haney's drawing power as an undisputed champion. Yeah. If he don't get a big name at Dre's, ain't your time, bro. Yeah, if he, if he don't get somebody young, if like again, uh, if he gets Sir Mix a lot, it's over. Oh, you know, you know who they bring? Like really, like if you're kind of okay, but you really ain't popping, they bring Ludacris. <laughs> like, like, uh, like hands down, like you. If Luda's on a marquee, you just be like, when, when damn, does, I need to get better. When does Fast Ten come out? Oh, it has to be around that time, yeah. May, right? They got to leverage yeah. that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. Like, I, again, I like Fabulous. I like Ludacris and Tyrese. But you just yeah. bring the whole Fast 10 crew. Out. But if they show up for your fight, it ain't, it ain't popping. Like, if they're the headliner, it ain't popping. You need the biggest names in, the, like, in concerts to gauge how big the fight is. So, yeah, man. It, yeah, if they bring Ludacris out for Devin. Ah, <laughs> oh, Devin. You was Devin concert. alive when Ludacris was popping? Oh, no. Devin's like 23, 24. Maybe. So that's 2000? Maybe. Ludacris had just... Yeah, Ludacris had... Like, what's your fantasy, Ludacris? Yeah. Yeah. You think Devin's heard that song before? No. He has no clue who Shauna is. Damn. (laughs) Like, Shauna Shauna is like... He's like, who? Yeah. No, like, he he does not know DJ Lover Lover. How about that? Chris Lover Lover. Yeah. Chris Lover Lover. No. No. Nope. Well, if he gets Ludacris, I'm sorry, Devin. It's it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he may may know Ludacris. What's his real name? Chris Bridges? Yes. Yes, yes. That's He knows him because of fast posters. Yeah. He's like, oh, he. that's always funny when they were like, oh, he raps? I've seen people see Queen Latifah and was like, she rapped? Yes, she rapped. She was a rapper first. Her name's <laughs> Queen Latifah. It's not an actress name. She's a rapper. <laughs> be stupid. It's not a damn kid. Not an actress name. Like, you think her real name, God-given name is Queen? Yeah, they, they really They do. might. Yeah. Now, now I think about it. <laughs> I was talking to my wife yesterday. She knows that she worked with a woman who named her kids Sir and Mr. Anything's possible, Dre. Anything is possible. So, elsewhere in boxing, we had good fights going on this weekend. And first one, Wood versus Lara in the UK. Lee Wood's chin. He's a great boxer still. He was ahead on all the cards. Probably not as wide as it should have been. After and what we saw from his last fight to this fight, the Conley fight, where, sure, amazing knockout in the 12. And we'll talk about that knockout. But the common fight to this fight, he gets rocked a lot. And he got hurt a little bit earlier, but then went to the body. And it was like, okay, he's breaking Lara down. Lara casually with a counter. Left hook. Night-night. He barely gets He beats the count somehow. No legs. Ben Davison throws in the towel. He's not getting fucked. I think, listen, he's gotten fired a lot lately, but not here. After watching it, I was, first I was like, yo, you got to let him fight. For context, there's 10 seconds left in the round. I think you got to let him defend himself for 10 seconds and get back on the stool and see what you got. Especially when in the Conlin fight, the man pulled out a last-second knockout. But I'm a hypocrite. Because when this happens in MMA, I'm like, why don't you stop the fight? And you're like... 
because you can always do a head kick in the final round or you never know. You get on the ground and submit someone. So you, someone always has a chance. I'm like, no, like they were done. I'm a hypocrite. Because here, it's just like, I, I don't know. I I'm, can't argue too far against it, but I would have liked to see him continue at least into the next round. Get him to the stools. 10, 10 seconds to protect himself. Shit, he should have spit out the mouthpiece. What fight was that like two weeks ago? Oh, my God. That was um, uh, Navarrete. Navarrete, where he spits out the mouth. He gets 37 seconds. Yeah. He lives and he gets a win. He lives and gets a win. We should have saw that here. Yeah. So, the first thing I want to address is, uh, is it is it Wood does have a chin or Lara can crack? Because he, he did the same thing to Josh Warrington. A little bit of both. But I don't know if Conlon could crack. And Conlon dropped him twice. No. no. I think I think Lara can crack. It, it was funny watching this fight because after the second round, I was like, oh, this fight's not going to last much longer. Lara was just kind of wailing on him, like going to the body. And then Wood acclimated, adjusted, and he looked good uh, through rounds three through six. Like, he was looking really good. And I was like, oh, he's starting to run away with this fight. And then, boom, the fight ends. And I'm like, well, that's that. Mauricio Lara is only 24, and he looks like he's 37. But Grown-ass man. Yeah, he's lost one fight. Uh, early, he got knocked out in the first round. I think in like his 12th fight. Marshall Lara is a problem. He, he's a problem because uh, he can he can crack. And then he goes and spits at Josh Warrington. It's like, didn't you already? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Now they got to run that back. You yeah, s- you spit on somebody. Yeah, you got to die. You went on your rant. <laughs> your rant about slapping somebody. Like spitting. That's the next level. Spitting guns come out. And that was such a precise and aimed spit. I haven't seen that since like. Oh, what was that? Flavor of Love? Oh, I was going to say Cam spitting on the kid. No, Flavor of Love. Oh, Pumpkin? When Pumpkin yeah. spits at New York, that shit was precise yeah. and accurate. That was this. Yeah, so Lee Wood is a good fighter. Mauricio Lara is a, just a heavy hitter, and he hurts people. Like I say, he did it to Josh Warrington. It was a good fight. Uh, I was thoroughly entertained watching this fight earlier in the day. The funny part is, I was like, oh, that's the best fight of the night. Nope. Nope. Why <laughs> not? By no means, because, again, we will probably see them run it back uh, just due to the nature of the fight. Oh, and I was fine with the stoppage. Wood was hurt. He was damaged. Like, he got up, and he had, like, that, I'm okay, but his legs were like, we're not okay. Yeah. His legs were telling him we're not. And that's what Judah. Yeah. Ben Davidson saw the same thing. Ten seconds, you exercise. You get to that last 10 seconds, and it feels like 30 minutes. Yeah. Leewa was going to be in hell for those 10 seconds because Laura was going to hurt him. But I get your point. I'm fine with the stoppage. I'm not going to argue too much against it. I understand that, you know, if I don't want to fight. But even Lee Wood was just kind of like, well, Again, it. I agree. If I didn't see this man just do a walk-off knockout. He wasn't doing that being dominated Yeah, he wasn't doing that Because he, he, he didn't even hurt Laura in that fight. No. He was just outboxing. But he was just so far ahead of him. In the cards, it was four to two. Yeah, yeah, well. So on that, it's like, so now it's four up de facto because you got dropped. Yeah. But you'd be like, yo, just run away and outbox him. Yeah, he was going to get hurt. But I'm, a long time. I'm, I'm fine with the salvage. But this was not the fight of the night in boxing. No, because Neri comes out at night. And you look at this, and we knew the fight on paper lent itself to two people who were going to throw leather. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool, like, like, I, I expected it to be good, but I didn't know how good. And as it started playing out, I was like, okay, it's playing out as a normal fight. It hit the third round, and I was like, oh, no, this is some wild shit. These, I mean, so keep in mind, my Saturday 
my screens are all over the place. I got I got six. Uh, I got five on the wall <laughs> and a whole nother screen. It was Lee Wood. Lee Wood. That Lee, the Wood Laura fight was early in the day. Elimination Chamber. Uh, uh, dunk contest. Yes. Um, UFC, which we'll talk about in, in a bit. Shout out to Matt McClung or whatever, right? Yeah, I, we did. At Sporting News, we did a documentary on Matt McClung when he was in high school because he broke Allen Iverson's scoring record. So we knew the kid had bounced. Like, I've seen him. And I was like, oh, when I saw him in the dunk, I was like, why didn't anybody tell me? He's winning this shit. <laughs> and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, like He, he didn't like, even do his best dunk. No, but he massacred the dunk contest. But that's going on. Uh, this is another wrestling show that's going on. Oh, oh, Battle in the Valley. Yep. Yes. So all these things are going on. And so on my other screen, I got the Neri fight. And I'm, like, watching it out of the corner of my eye. And then I, like, looked, and I was like, oh, my. This is like a fight of the year candidate. They're just throwing hands. Him versus Azad Havhanizi. Yeah. I had to get the pronunciation of that. A shout out to Corey Erdman. Yeah, Corey Erdman on the call. Calling he, it. He couldn't get Great to watch wrestling. He had, yeah. to, he, had to, he had to call yeah. the fight. Yo, honestly, I'll be honest on this podcast. Funniest shit. So I walk into the room. I, I put all the boxing on for my grandma. So I walk into the room, put this fight on for my grandma. Your grandma had started. And it's the beginning of the card. Four, it's like four fight card. It's beginning of the card. Corey's telling a, a great story about uh, Neary doing his whole joint, going through it. I'm like, oh, that's my friend Corey. She's like, oh, that's cool. She was like, oh, I know that guy next to him, Sergio Mora. Yep. I was like, yeah, that's Sergio Mora. She was like, why is he always drunk? I was like, yo, I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, Grandma, I don't got a good answer for you. Damn. She was like, he ain't even hiding it. I was like, Grandma, I don't know what to tell you. Well, <laughs> like, I don't want to. I don't want to put Sergio. <laughs> no, I don't, because yeah, like I've seen. I was like, Grandma, I don't, I don't know, man. I got. I, I can't even call it. I don't want to put Sergio too much on blast. <laughs> I like, but I want to put him on a little blast right now. I'm not gonna say where we were at. I'm not gonna say what fight it was. Um, but we were, we were all out doing different things. Uh, it was like we we're at the hotel bar. Uh, I can't. I can't remember what state we were in. And, yeah, it got late. And him and Ty Grissom, whenever they get together, it's just, they're bad together. <laughs> and it was like, we ended up meeting back up with him. And, yeah, Sergio was cooked. Yeah. He was so cooked that he missed a call time the next morning. <laughs> and he ended up, I think he was riding with me to get to the arena. And I'm like, Sergio was like, Andreas, hold up. And I'm like, Looking at my time, I was like, I'm just going to cover the fight. You were supposed to be there to call the fight. And he was like, yeah. yeah I closed my shades, and it, I didn't know what time it was. Like, God damn it, Sergio. Yeah, good times at the zone. But oh, yeah, man. Sergio. It's a different world at the zone. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I will say this. His call wasn't too bad. No, I mean. His call of that fight wasn't too bad. I think just commentary-wise, I know all the guys. So it's like. Sergio and Mannix do a, a show together. It ends up being like ESPN first take where they're just arguing the entire yeah. time. <laughs> when Sergio's doing something like with, with Corey or if Mannix is doing something with Todd, it's, a, it's better. I don't know what. It, and they're friends. It's just they end up arguing. And I'm just like, this is bad for television. It's just not working. <laughs> Got to embrace debates. Yeah, but it's not the right no. place to be debating when people are getting punched in the face. No, no, it was a good job. Corey gives the stats. Sergio just did his thing. It was, yeah. a, it was a great back and forth between them. But no, the, the fight, again, it delivered because they were just throwing haymakers after haymakers after haymakers. And you're like, yo, someone has to slow down. And I really didn't, but it was the one punch. Neri landed, drops Azad, and you're like, oh. And then he, the credit to him doesn't let up and makes the ref 
stop the fight because it's so easy to just, quote unquote, let someone off the hook. But it's being safe. Like, you know, in a fight like this, most fighters would be like, yo, I'm not rushing in there because that's how I get caught. And it's, it's a whole different thing because Azat still got power. He'd been hitting him all night. It's like, yeah, if I get caught with the wrong one, this is dangerous. Neri was like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah, he and just like, kept walking him down like, we'll figure this out when we get there. Yeah, he was like, I'm not going to let you off the hook because I don't feel like being here much longer. So let me go ahead and finish this. And now this is the NY Open, basically, for a lot of people. They yep. look at you know, the NY Fulton fight, which has happened, and the winner of this gets that. And Neri looks like he'll be in line for the winner of that fight. I mean, this was just a tremendous fight. And if you didn't watch it because you were watching all the other shit I just mentioned, uh, go watch it on zone. Make sure you do that before zone raises their prices annually to like $230 a year. Like, what the fuck? Yo, I'm glad I don't work there anymore because I don't know who subscribed to that shit. Upset. Yeah, it was $99 when I got there. Yep. And you got Canelo fights. Now, those yeah, fights are pay-per-view. No pay-per-view yeah. And now I got to pay two and a half times as much for an annual subscription? The zone's hurting. Uh, I ain't yeah. doing it. I mean... If you find a way to watch it fight, wasn't for work, I would not exactly. If you find a way to watch fight, go watch fight. If not, I understand. Yeah, no, I mean, and you think this would be for the NY Fulton next fight, you but think? you never know. You don't because if NY wins, it's, it's talks of an undisputed fight being open, but not if Fulton wins, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is crazy to me. Like yeah, they're very open about, like you know what? No, nah, I don't know. Like, if Fulton wins, he might have to wait. Yeah. And that makes right. no sense. Like, poor Stephen Fulton. Yeah. He's daring to be great, though, in the intermediate. That's going to be a great fight. Um, before we go to the break, we got to talk about a little UFC. Yes. Because we have Brendan Allen coming through. Yes. Our guest for this week. I know you got to run, but it's, it's cool. I'll hold it down. Talk to Brendan about his upcoming fight. But I do want to touch on last week's fights and a couple of fights coming up next week. Dre, we broke the curse. Yes, we did. Yes. Jamal came through. Yes. Broke the curse for us. Uh, Jamal Pogues wins by decision. Contested decision. Wait, was that man crying on the way to the octagon? He yeah. had his family in the front row? Yeah. Like, I was watching and I was like, is he sweating or crying? I was like, this man's crying. He might be crying. And, and I sat there and I was like, oh, fuck, we're going to lose another one. No, but, he told me he brought his mama out. Yeah. Like, it was like a big thing. But no, we won. It's we won. Ten fight losing streak. Yeah. We're on. Broke it. It's three months. Whew. It's deep. Yeah. So, in fi- it's our first win by a guest in 2023. Yeah. We are in February. That's Damn near March. Well. So, no, we're, it's all right. We're reversing it now. We're, we're due. But in that card, a couple of things I want to talk about real quick. No longer on the roster. William Knight. Bruh. <laughs> so, this man came in like Tarzan and fought like Jane. Like, what? Yo, first of all, William Knight comes out. And I'm like... What weight class is he in? It was like Yo. light heavyweight. And I was like, bullshit. Look at him. He's a tank. And then he proceeds to do nothing for three rounds. Eight significant strikes landed over three rounds. Like, he had show muscles. <laughs> yeah, that's why. He had straight up bodybuilder show muscles. Like, I, I, was, I was texting a few people during that fight. And it was like, is he going to get cut? I was like, hell yeah. He ain't going to be back. Uh, and nobody wants him after this. No, man out there looking like buff Squidward. Yeah. Like, doing Yo. a damn thing. Buff Spongebob. Yeah. He was very square. What was the name of the lobster? Who had like the, 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 <laughs> the little bit of sunscreen on his nose. But, uh, but, yeah, you can't do that. You can't go out there and look like that and fight like that and then end up fighting like that. No, Marcin threw 73 leg kicks. Between the two, they had 
13 significant strikes to the body or head. Everything else was just like kicks. Yeah, and that was William Knight eating leg kicks. That's it. And they would oh, lean up against the fence and you take a deep breath. You'd be like, <sighs> and then he wouldn't throw nothing. Nope. I'm like, just go home, man. Like, quit. <laughs> he went home, home. Yeah, he went home. They home. sent him Rapping home, him. home. And then going main event, Aaron Blanchfield, Jessica Andrade. She ready. She ready. Aaron Blanchfield is ready. That first round, I was like, oh, okay. Like, in a good one. Dude, here, here it is. So I thought Jessica Andrade was going to win this fight. Initially, I was like, mm, if she keeps it on the feet, she might be hard to take down. If they go to a striking thing, and Blanch- I have not really seen Aaron Blanchfield striking. I think Andrade can win this fight. I said it, I did it, uh, made Unlocking the Cage with Angie Hill on Sirius. And me and Angie were both like, we just haven't seen enough of Aaron to be comfortable picking her. We think she's next, but it's okay if she loses. This guy, Andrade, if she loses, she goes to the back of the line. So I thought that was going to happen. As soon as Aaron Blanchfield refused to touch gloves, I said, oh, shit. <laughs> Usually that doesn't turn out well. No, it doesn't. But the look in Aaron's eyes, and then she started throwing hands with Jessica. And I'm like, this is a Jessica Andrade who beat the piss out of Lauren Murphy. Yep. And Blanchfield's just in the pocket with her. Now, granted, you can't keep your chin that high against Valentina because Valentina kicking yeah. into the third row. But that first round, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this, she's 23. And she is game. And then the second round comes. She gets a beautiful leg trip takedown. And then immediately transitions to the rear naked. And, like, it's a sub in a matter of seconds. Instantly. On Jessica Andrade. Aaron Blanchfield is ready. The UFC is like, thank you. Because they need somebody to challenge Valentina. Yeah, I mean, you, you Ale- Sorry, Alexa Grasso. She don't even look like she wants to fight. And she's in the co-main of the John jones Cyril Gunn fight against Valentina. She's like a foregone conclusion. Maybe she shows us something there. Aaron got to be, yes. like, watching, like, cage side. I need all that. Dude, the, why not? Have you seen the fight week schedule for that shit? No. Oh, you're going to be busy. Oh, God. Quite busy for that fight week. See, everybody out here, everybody's wanting to see the return to John Jones. Uh, it's- so if Grasso can't get up for that, like, all eyes are going to be watching. You can't go out there and get pumped. You can't, like, go out there and let Valentina just dust you in, like, a round. No, she'll talk her shit. I mean, you know, Val- Valentina's great at talking shit because it doesn't register as talking shit. It's, like, real to her. They call me Bullet. Like, she'll say some shit like that and show her gun, and it's like, yeah. oh, shit. Well, no, no, it's real. You mean business. But Aaron's like got to come out. arena dance on you. But, Aaron, dude, Aaron Blanchfield is the truth. She is the truth. And then you got, like, Tatiana Suarez, like, creeping. She's getting ready to fight. They need new blood in that division because Valentina has rinsed and repeated everybody out there. And poor Alexa Grasso. Because remember, Alexa Grasso wins their fight, and they was like, you want Valentina next? She's like, well, maybe. And they were like, you got Valentina Shevchenko. And she's like, womp, womp. <laughs> it's going to be interesting talking to her for fight week. But Aaron Blanchfield's the truth. I know next week we're going to talk about John Jones, Cyril Gaon. But real quick, and we'll elaborate next week. Are you more? Do you think the world is more excited to see John Jones or Conor McGregor this year? What's the more exciting person to get back in the octagon? Conor McGregor, because there's an honest chance that he always loses, right? Like, Conor McGregor has to prove that he's not going to lose. John Jones is expected to win every fight. So, it, going into this, we'd be like, oh my God, it's amazing if Cyril Gaon wins. But no one's expecting Cyril Gaon to necessarily win. Like, John Jones is the greatest all time. Last time we saw him, he was still winning. Connor has one win since, like, 2015. Well, that's, that's why I think John Jones is the more exciting fight. Like, this guy hasn't fought in three years. The best fighter in the world. 
When's the last time the best fighter in the world just I was like, ah? Yeah, it wasn't to his doing. Uh, whatever the reason. I mean, like, some was contract worthy, but some was. Aside from Dominic Cruz and like GSP. Injury. Yeah. Right. Like we don't got, have guys at the complete top of their game, vanish for three years, come back, add like 50 pounds of muscle, fight in a different weight class. This is far more intriguing than Connor. Connor's exciting. Yeah, casual fans are going to watch. But if Connor wins, so what? Right, like, it's it's a it's again. I, we'll talk about it more, but it's like if Eddie out, Al, it's like him beating out Eddie Alvarez again. No, but that was a different guy who beat Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, I know. That's a very active, very fluid, very but, thin Conor McGregor. But you're beating a guy who's like who lost to Justin Gaethje. He also beat a shitload of people. Who? Tony Ferguson's washed up. So uh, Conor may also be washed. Exactly. That's why I'm like, who? If they win, who cares? Like. Connor's get a title shot if he wins, so that's why he cares. At what weight class? 170. He never going to 155. Exactly. So there's a possibility that Connor wins. Gets, but I think, like, John, we're watching the greatest of all time return in a different weight class three, year, three years later and fighting an opponent unlike any other opponent he's fought, not because Cyril Gunn's a heavyweight. John Jones doesn't really fight really good and fluid strikers. It just doesn't happen. The person he was supposed to fight, the one person that we were all like, hmm, was Rumble Johnson. Yeah. Fight didn't happen. Rest in peace. Now, like, Glover Teixeira, nope. They, they're not fluid strikers. None of them. Gustafson doesn't have the power. Like, you can go back and say, I'm maybe. I'm sure Cyril gone. He, do you saw what he did to Tai Tuivasa? Yeah, but a lot of people have been doing that to Tai Tuivasa. No, and people a lot don't. Earlier. People don't knock out Tai Tuivasa. He just got stopped. He got stopped by Cyril gone. No, he got stopped like a month ago. What was that? Aspen? Not Aspinall. Who was it? But I'm saying, he's not easy to knock out. Cyril, Cyril Gaon has knocked out a majority of his opponents. He could go the distance, too. I think he did with Rosenstruck. Yeah. But who wants to trade with him? But the point is, John hasn't fought somebody with like who can punch, kick, and can hurt you. He hasn't really dealt with that. And in a new weight class, far more intriguing. Connor, yes, I want to see it. We're all going to watch the, the dog and pony show. But a lot of us, we just saw Connor fight. I just need to know what the man had. We, we ain't see... Super Shredder Connor with the fucking secret of the ooze well, like it's Ninja Turtles 1992. He got like, a detox. He's huge. My man's got a detox. Usada's just like, hmm. Yeah. Well, you'll see him in person in two weeks. Yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, so I mean, it's it's going to be very interesting. I just think Connor is still Connor. And like when you show up, there's always that like, what if? I'll ask you this then. You ask me a question. I ask you a question. What is more likely? Connor McGregor gets another title shot? Or what happens first? Conor McGregor gets another title shot or John Jones loses? Ooh, that's a good question. Conor get another title shot, John Jones loses. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, it, it's bad to have silence on a podcast. People <laughs> are like, what's going on? I'm thinking, motherfucker. Um, the timelines are quite mm, unique. Mm, like, Shit, because if John beats Cyril Gaon, nobody beats John Jones as heavyweight. No, because... Wait, unless... They lost the most dangerous heavyweight. Curtis Blades might be able to beat him. He ain't out wrestling John. It depends on how John looks. I'm very curious. It's three years. John used to be the young guy. Yeah. Now he's the old guy in the park. Yeah, but John still wrestled. I just ain't seen him in three years. Sure. He can get clipped. I don't know. Like, he barely got by Dominic Reyes. Yeah. And he barely got by Tiago's... I give a striker more of a chance than... I, I give agree. Curtis Blades. But I just, I don't know. But on the other side, first, Connor has to win in order to get a title shot. 
But if Connor beats Michael Chandler, and let's just say Leon Edwards beats Kamaru Usman. Oh, you put that right, in like, the UK tomorrow. Ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Connor because I, I don't believe John will lose. If he beats Cyril Gaon, all bets are off, and I don't think anybody can beat him. What about Stipe? You think Stipe gives him a run? Nah, Stipe is just as bad as John in, in terms of inactivity. So, I don't think John loses. I think, well, fuck. Here's the other issue. If Conor fights Michael Chandler, which we think will happen this year, nothing's for sure. No. Who knows when Conor fights again? That is another key. Like, if Conor doesn't get the immediate, like, if Kamaru Usman beats Leon Edwards, that stalls out Conor. It's over. But I don't Then think he got to take enough time to lose weight and go back yeah. to 55. I don't think John's going to lose. So, I'm going to say Conor gets a title shot before John. It, it, and this is all contingent on John beating Cyril Gaon. John could beat, lose to Cyril Gaon and be like, oh, well, fuck. Well, yeah, there, there goes that. But I, I'm going to go with Conor getting a title shot first because I, in my mind of minds, I just don't see John losing if he can get past Cyril Gaon, which is a tough, tough thing. We'll break that all down next week. Yes, we will. And then to wrap up the show, just talking about main event this weekend, we have Nikita, oh, Brendan Allen's on the fight. Andre Munoz in the co-main event. We're picking Brendan Allen. Yeah, sure. He's on the fight. This card sucks. UFC yeah. needs to be ashamed. I am extremely hyped for one fight on this card. Which one? Tatiana Suarez. Oh, yeah, yeah, Montana De La Rosa. I mean, Tatiana's going to mow her down. I, I hope so. I just want to see her but, back again. 9-0. and oh, And already, I'm just like, yo, give her a title fight tomorrow. Like, she had so much promise. But, like, this, this, the UFC sometimes should be ashamed of themselves. Because it's like, they, they I, I look at the apex like a high school gym. And it's like, this is like a high school gym. Ryan Spann versus Nikita Kurilov is your main event? It's not very good. It's not great. And like, man. granted, Aaron Blansfield versus Jessica Andrade was a great fight. That was a lot late notice. Too. Right. It was supposed to be Tyler Santos, but the rest of that card sucked too. Like, I was watching that card and I was like, this is not good. I'm glad I had other things to watch. Yeah, that. we had multiple things to watch. But if you're just a diehard UFC fan, well, then maybe you just don't care because yeah. if you're diehard... They UFC have the whole fan. Saturday night to themselves. Yeah, but the like, man, like, Ryan Spann versus Krilov is a main event? Get the fuck out of here. I'm taking Ryan Spann, though. I'm going to take Ryan Spann, too. <laughs> okay. Like, I think Ryan's got great momentum. It's just this shouldn't be anybody's main event. No, nah, no. Nah, it's, again, it's the week before pay-per-view, so it's like... Yeah, whatever. Whatever. No harm, no foul. Yeah. These, this, these fights could have really boosted the pay-per-view card not that the card is bad but like you put Tatiana Suarez on the pay-per-view yeah. card and I'm more interested yeah you put Krylov is like the prelims main event I'm interested instead next week's prelims main event is Cody Garbrandt damn Cody Garbrandt what a precipitous fall from grace he's still 12 and 5 only had seven fights and then Bo Nichols on the card the card's okay but these fights would have bolstered that yeah. as well we'll see when we get there and talk about that thank you guys for listening split boxing and MMA show today. Don't go anywhere, though. Dre's going to leave. He got stuff to do. You know, the kids, the crib, but Brendan Allen is joining us right after this. I'm going to chop it up with him, talk about his fight this weekend in the Coleman event. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. What up, everybody? Quick break. We are back. As promised, we are here with Brendan Allen from the UFC fighting this weekend. Man, it feels like there's a UFC card every single weekend and a pay-per-view every other weekend right now. 
But I'm telling you, Brendan Allen is about to deliver. Going to be a standout this weekend on ESPN+. Plus. Brendan, thank you for joining us today, man, and taking it out of fight week. I know it could be tough. The weight cut sucks. Thank you for sitting down and talking to us, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, the weight cut's never fun, but part of the job. You look good, though. It looks as though, like, you're you're really on pace. Like, we, we do a ton of these interviews. You don't look drained. You, you look calm. You look relaxed. How is the weight cut going for you? And do you feel like going into this fight, you're as close to 100% as possible as any fighter can get? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm pretty close to 100%. I I feel pretty much, a, I, I think I am 100%, to be honest. Everything's went very well from the weight cut to the training to just everything possible. I left no stone unturned. Came out to Vegas early just to make sure that everything was good. I felt good. The confidence stayed high with how I was performing. So everything's great. I can't complain. Um, I'll say it over and over the only way. He, or if he beats me, it's because he really is that good. I don't think he beats me, but if he beats me, he just is that good. When you look at your opponent this week, uh, Andre, like you, you look at him and you, you watch his stuff and you look and you be like, yo, how do I beat this guy? Do you, do you feel like you're better in all regards? Or do you feel like maybe this is one where you take him down, you make him grapple, you go for a submission because looking through your record, remembering some of your fights, there were some fights where, you know, if you stand and bang, you'd be like, man, I gave that guy a chance. And I really didn't have to, like he had nothing for me in grappling or on the ground. Yeah. I mean, the only fights that I rem- I've been caught in were short notice fights and it was a totally different guy than the guy we trained for. Mm. But, um, I th- this guy's a jujitsu guy. I guess you can consider me a jiu-jitsu guy, I guess. I don't know. But um, I think I'm better everywhere. I don't think there's anywhere he's gonna. He's better than me, and I think that's exactly what I'm going to show him on Saturday. I'm going to show him how better every single place that he can take the fight or thinks he wants to take the fight if he can get the fight there. You mentioned you, you've only honestly been caught twice, and it was fights where very competitive or you had the advantage for a quick second, Sean Strickland and then Chris Curtis, and then it's just getting caught once. How hard is it to be perfect in those type of fights? Because in a lot of those, you get into this and be like, man, he looks so good. It looks like he has the upper hand. He has it figured out. And then in just a blink, it could change. Yeah, I mean, Strickland, they're, they're kind of different, right? So, like, Strickland was a one-week thing. I kind of knew who he was because I fought Tom Breeze, who I had obviously watched tape on and yeah. saw them fight. Um, but, again, it was one-week notice he had just fought two weeks before that so um that was kind of just a different different time in my career i was also just training at a new gym they didn't really know me like too much of my style and um there was a lot of different things there but i feel like i was winning the fight um being in the fight and watching the tape is kind of different because when i watched it back i was like oh that was closer than i thought maybe i gave him that round but then you go back and really look at the replays of the fight and see like from different camera angles. He wasn't hitting me when people think they were hitting me. Um, so those things being in there is obviously different than watching. Um, but yeah, he just caught me. I did something I never do. I made the wrong audible and he got me. And then Chris Curtis obviously was another six or five day notice fight. And um, I knew what I was getting into with Chris. I knew he was tough. I knew he was game. I asked for Chris because I knew of that exactly him being a vet. And um, I knew he was going to take the fight. Like, I know he's, he's down to fight. So 
Um, I was messed up for that fight just physically. It happened fight week, but hey, it is what it is. He caught me with a punch I didn't see, and I felt I was winning the fight, but again, he got me. It is what it is. Not many other people have been able to hang with you or catch you at all. Like, you have a full camp, you go into these fights, and you show the fighter that you truly are, right? And, and I feel like the fans love that. It, every other fight is a submission when you get in there, and you always seem to best your opponents in that. Do you feel as though getting those finishes really propels you in terms of where you're going? Because we've seen Sean Strickland get to a top five rankling, ranking since you fought him. And like you said, you guys weren't that far off. It didn't look like you shouldn't belong in there with him. And you've stopped people ever since, three-fight win streak now. So you look at this, do you feel like, you know what, I'm not far from the top. I feel like my skills are just right there. And putting on these performances and submitting people, getting finishes, only help you climb that faster. For sure. I, I'm only, I just turned 27 in December, so I haven't even hit my athletic prime yet. So I know how good I am. It was just fixing mentally, you know, those, those things and how to deal with the anxiety and the pressure and all those different things as far as the athleticism or the way I think or my abilities. There was never a lack in that and just me starting to believe in myself more and more and learning how to deal with these different emotions that come with fighting has been a, a big game changer. And I think that was the big leap for the last fight. Cause that was my last, that was my first fight doing that was uh, against Jocko. So um, I couldn't feel any better, especially going into this, continuing that work, continuing that effort. Um, I couldn't feel any better than I do right now, mentally, physically, I'm uh, in a very good spot, and that's why I tell everyone, if he beats me, he's just that good. I haven't found a man that good yet, um, so I'm super confident in myself. Obviously, I respect his abilities and the things that he can do, but again, I, I feel I'm, I'm a lot better everywhere, and I just need to be me. I need to be me and focus for 17 minutes, and uh, if I do that, it's a lopsided fight. You kind of touched on this, but how important is it to get that experience in the UFC? So you look at this and so many people, you'd said your athletic prime, right? Like, yeah, your athletic prime is, is probably closer to 30 through 35. But we also see that just their mental prime, and it takes so long for people to become well-rounded mixed martial artists, that we see a lot of fighters just take off and hit a different level and really reach their potential in their 30s late 30s even, like we, we see people come back like Glover Teixeira and all this stuff. The prime is so extended in MMA. Do you feel like it, it takes those years, those experiences to really get comfortable being a UFC athlete? I think it's a double-edged sword, right? So I think like experience is one thing. So I have five-round experience outside of the UFC. I have all these different experiences outside the UFC. I have 10 fights with the UFC. Um but for me personally, and honestly, obviously, that's all I can speak off of, was just here. I, I never knew, like, maybe I wasn't mature enough for the sport. Like, I'm mature outside of, you know, my personal life and how I deal with those things. But um, in the sport, I don't think I was mature enough to handle those times and handle the, the thoughts that come across your, your mind in those moments. And um, I didn't know how to deal with the emotions and anxiety and the pressure before the fights. And... Um, my my most recent one was when I fought Malcoon. I was literally I wasn't I'm never scared to fight. Like I'm I'm more scared to lose, but um I'm really scared to lose to a guy that I know I'm way better than, 
And uh, just because that's what's happened to me, that's what's happened to me in all my losses. I've, I lost to a guy that I was better than. He was just the better guy that night. And so uh, after I fought Malcoon, I uh, I knew I had to, you know, figure that problem out because again, I have the experience, I have all these things, but for me, it was just here. You say that, and that's funny because a little birdie told me that she once trained with Jared Gordon. And Jared Gordon, yeah. Yes, Flash Gordon. And he just lost to Patty Pimblett. Lost to someone right. he was better than. When you watch a fight like that, does it really, I don't want to say gives you anxiety or makes you worry, but do you look at that and be like, man, like if I leave it to the judges or something can go different on a different night or this guy has too much hype, they might just give him the fight. Is, is that something that worries you when you see that and someone you trained against like, he had his best night that fight and dominated, and he didn't get the win. Yeah, I've known Jared since whew, since Rufus Sport days, since we trained at Rufus Sport when he came there. Um, you know, I was there live watching that fight with Jared and Patty, and um, yeah, I just feel for him because I, I understand the work. I, I know the work. I understand the emotions. I understand all these things, and um, I just feel for him. But to be honest, I mean, that's part of the job. That's part of the po- – political part of it and just everything else is just kind of part of it. And that's what sucks about, excuse me, that's what kind of sucks about not having, to me, not having former fighters judging the fight because most people don't understand certain positions that we're doing or how intense that position is, how hard it is to get there, how hard it is to keep there, such as stuffing takedowns, like stuffing a takedown's should be counted just like achieving a takedown. So little things like that. But I feel for the guy. I felt for him then. Um, it's just part of it. That's why, to me, like, I'll go back to the Malcoon fight. Like, that was a hard pill for me to swallow that fight. Like, do I think I won? 100% I think I won. Did I perform at my best? Not even close. Was he at his best? Yes. But just the fact that, it, to me, it was a boring three-round fight, Oh man, that's a hard pill for me to swallow. Like I, to me, it feels like a loss because it was so, to me, boring. Um, I'd rather I'd rather get knocked out or choked out than have a boring fight. To be honest, whether it's win or lose, like I come to fight, I come to put on a show. And um, for speaking of particularly that fight, when a guy doesn't come to fight and they just want to hold, like there's no joy, there's no excitement, there's no fun win or lose in that to, to me. And that's just because I think I'm just a competitor. And um, yeah, but to answer your question, yeah, I, I, I just felt for Jared at that time. How excited do you get when you look at a UFC offer and they give you someone where you know they're, they're coming to fight? Like when you know, like, yeah, this guy goes out there, we're not shooting, there's no takedown, we're going to throw hands and the best man wins. How excited are you when that comes across your desk? So two feelings. You first you get that feeling like, oh crap, like I'm about to fight this guy. Like, damn, he's tough. I I watched him, or whatever, he's tough. So you get that those nerves, those that anxiety, and you're like, damn. But then it's like then it finally hits when you feel that you're starting to get prepared. So there's a wave of emotions going through from when you sign the fight to when you do fight. And it's like you get nervous, you get excited, you get nervous again, you get excited. To me, the excitement comes as the confidence builds of uh, the training is going well. I feel confident in all areas that I feel like we're going to, you know, come through. So, um, 
yeah, wave of feelings. But it's it's always a good feeling to know you have someone that's coming to fight and uh, that's going to be a test. Last question. How do you see this fight going out? Like, it, when you envision it, when you sit down and now it's fight week and you're thinking about it and there's, you know, no... I mean, you're training, but no real training, no more sparring, no nothing. Now you're just staying loose and, and you think about the fight. How do you envision this going? How do you envision you getting your hand raised on Saturday night? 100% by a finish. Um, either I'm going to 30-25 him or in a decision or I'm going to finish him. But I know I, I, I think I'm going to finish him. Uh, in my head, I finish him. I make him quit. I don't see how he stays in there three rounds um, when he can't do anything, when he can't tap me, when he can't take me down, when he's not really landing strikes, when I'm hitting him, when I'm making him second guess all the things that he is good at and all his other fights, they were successful, but they're not successful with me because I'm just as good. I'm more, I'm just as knowledgeable. I'm faster. I'm stronger. I'm bigger. Like um, it's different. So I, I definitely think I make him quit. There's levels to the game. I can't wait to watch it. I love the confidence. I love that, you know, you're on this journey, but still so young. Again, people consider you a USC veteran. You're 10 fights deep. You're 27 years old. It's crazy to think about, right? Like, people are barely getting into the UFC at your age. But the confidence, again, that experience, everything exudes. So I can't wait to watch the fight on Saturday. Thank you so much. We'll all be watching. We appreciate it so much. Uh, Man, it's, it's going to be so fun. Brendan Allen, everyone, thank you. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Corner Podcast here at Blue Wire Studios in the Wind Resort in Las Vegas. Make sure you guys check out the UFC this weekend. Follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram, at Corner Pod on TikTok. Check us out on YouTube, everywhere else. Make sure you guys support all the combat sports this weekend. Hack weekend across pro wrestling, boxing, and MMA. We appreciate you all. Until next time, we're out. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.